T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Fox Sports 1 NBA analyst. He's also the host of On the Ball with Rick Buecher, uh, one of the great NBA podcasts. Rick Buecher joins us now. Rick, welcome to the show, bud. Great to have you. Uh, it's good to be here. How are we, gentlemen? We have to be excited, right? Cavs are, Cavs are in the playoff mix. They're in the mix, and we've got 20 games to go left in the NBA season. How are you feeling about, uh, how are you feeling about the landscape of potential contenders in the NBA? Well, I do believe that the champion is going to come out of the East one way or the other. Um, I don't know that I would say that the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be that team, but baby steps, right? Like, we need to take step by step in terms of, uh, of what, uh, what teams are able to do. The West is a complete mess, and, um, you know, who's the favorite there? I had the Clippers at the beginning of the year. I'm going to stay with them, but as, as I look at every team in the West, they are flawed. I, honestly, I really think this comes down to Milwaukee and Boston. That's who I would expect to see in the Eastern Conference Final, and I believe that that is going to end up being the determining series for the championship as it stands right now. Obviously, health is always an issue. Matchups are interesting. Uh, you know, there's some teams that just – for whatever reason, the Chicago Bulls give some of the top teams fits or have during the regular season. Um, we don't even know if the Bulls are going to get in. But there's a couple of wrinkles like that that make it interesting. But for the most part, uh, from everything that I've seen, uh, it, it is, um, it's a battle between Boston and Milwaukee if we're talking about who's ultimately going to be the champion this year. Yeah, Rick, you were talking about the West. I, I, I was looking earlier. Uh, four games separate the four-seed Suns and the 13-seed hmm. Oklahoma City Thunder. That is what we call yep. chaos here. So look yeah. into the Cavs. You you kind of made the point there. They're probably not contenders this year. And I, I think most reasonable minds would agree with you. But I think trying to hone in on what expectations we – and what, what we should define as success for the Cavs this year has been a little tough – how, can you help us define those expectations and success? Well, look, I, I think it's really, I think it's really important that they win a series, and and we're probably looking at like a four-five, you know. Um, so it's not as if you know it's an expectation that they win a series, but I just think that there is so much that a team learns, particularly a young team going through what it takes to win a series and the confidence that is gained from doing that. Uh, the energy that's required, the focus, the attention, all of that. 
if they get to the playoffs and it's one and it's one round and out, yeah, the playoff experience is good. But even just experiencing what it's like to go from the first round to the second round and understanding that with each subsequent round, the bar gets higher, the game gets more difficult. The, again, the focus and attention to detail becomes more vital. I just feel like for Darius Garland and Evan Mobley and, you know, the young guys that you expect to be there moving forward as the nucleus of this team, that that would be uh, – the, the value of that would be immeasurable. And then it comes from, from Kobe's uh, – Kobe Altman's standpoint and, and, and JB's uh, standpoint – you get to see, you get to experience a closeout game. You see who steps up, and you see who you can go to. Um, all that is vital information. So I, I look at it as this is a great discovery year for the Cleveland Cavaliers in terms of who they have and who they can build on and what they're capable of when when it really matters, which is the postseason. And there's just no way to you really can't find that out. Uh, until you're in those moments and you're in those situations. And so that's where, like, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting, literally rooting for the Cavaliers to win a series because I want to see what Darius and Evan and all those guys can, can be. And let's face it, the Cavs in the group that they have, they're, they're easy to root for. Those are good. They're just, they seem like good guys. Uh, playing, playing for the right reasons, playing in the right way. Um, so th- that's that's what I that's what I hope to see. Whether we'll see it or not, that remains to be seen. Again, because you're talking about a a fourth and 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 fifth seed situation, and uh, we still have 20 games to go before we get there. So you are playing right into a conversation that Dustin and I had a knockdown, drag out. Uh, argument about for the final two hours of yesterday's show. It wasn't show. two hours. It's about an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> it's about an hour and 40 minutes because it started at 520. <laughs> Carry the two. Uh, if the Cavs are to not contend. Not counting the commercials, right? Yep, not counting no, the commercials. not counting the commercials. Although it did happen in the, the commercial breaks. Um, if the Cavs are to contend for an NBA title, and I'm not talking about just making the Easter. I'm now talking phrase about, this correctly. All right, well, you go ahead and do it then, Mr. Fancy Mancy Radio All Man. Right. Let's see if I can do it right. All right, so if the Cavaliers are to win an NBA title or to compete for an NBA title, um, am I saying this right, Nick? Who's more important? Wait, wait, wait. Real quick. Sorry, Rick. Because we had an you, ar- just, you just were correcting I me make, on how I, I said don't it. I want to screw you. And then you said, well, let me get this right, and then you just asked me if it was right? Well, I don't want to screw you in your, your take. You go. How All about right. you go? <laughs> All right, Sorry, then we're going past two hours <laughs> on, this, on this dispute. If the Cavs are to contend and win an NBA title in the next two to five years, who has to be their yes. best player? Whew. What a question. See? Uh, Darius Garland has to be their best player. Ooh, okay. okay. All right, now you, now, now you throw a wrinkle in things because I argued a Donovan Mitchell. He argued Evan Mobley. So you say Garland. All right, show your work. Yeah, I, I I I say Garland because I feel as if ah, I the overall playmaking ability I like I like Darius I, I obviously love Donovan as a scorer, but in terms of a guy who can involve everybody and organize your team, I feel as if Darius has to be that guy, and I like his. I like his demeanor. 
in, in his approach. He, he, even at a young age, it strikes me that he doesn't get caught up in any one-on-one battles or he see, he sees the big picture. And so I really need, I need, I need a steady hand and I need an orchestrator and I need somebody who is going to be as much as anything consistent in their performance. And I'm not suggesting that, that Darius has been that. Um, but I would say that there's more variance in what Donovan does. Sometimes Donovan is great and sometimes not. So he's chasing, he's chasing greatness. And if I'm going to win a championship, it's it, it, you know, winning a championship is all about the boring things. Um, and uh, which is just like efficiency and consistency and, you know, all those things that our parents told us that they wanted us to be and we rolled our eyes. It, it's kind of the same with an, with an NBA team looking for a championship. And um, I will say when it comes to Mobley, like he needs to take another significant step in my mind. I, maybe it was because of what Kevin Love said about him during the offseason I had higher expectations for him uh, this season than what I've seen. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have any reason to believe that he can't get there. But uh, for me, if we're talking about the three and the growth needed overall for this team to be championship caliber, I would say that Evan Mobley has the most growth uh, to accomplish in order for that to happen. I think we have a new two-hour fight on our hands here, Dustin. <laughs> we might. Um, I, I know you're you, you do a lot of work out there in LA, and of course, uh, LeBron is out uh, for up yep. to what two weeks. They're saying here. Um, what's this do for the Lakers and their their chances to do anything in the postseason or even make the postseason? their uh, their their backs were up against it to begin with. And while I loved the the start they had with the ancillary players, I would I would suggest to everybody that one of the reasons why they adjusted as quickly as they did is because they were adding complementary pieces. Everybody else was kind of, uh, was has has uh, added s- I- I- integral pieces, pieces to the core. Kevin Durant going to Phoenix, even Russell Westbrook. While we think of him sort of as an off-the-bench guy with the Lakers. Now he's in the starting lineup, and he's a guy who's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. So I think that's why the Lakers were able to – Kyrie Irving in Dallas, another example, guy, primary player. The Lakers added ancillary players. But my one caveat for those ancillary players being enough to get them to the play-in and then the playoffs was that LeBron and AD had to stay healthy and that – my bet was against that because over the course of this year, Anthony Davis has not played more than 12 games in a row before he's missed games. LeBron James has not played more than nine games in a row before he has missed games. So the idea that he, they were both going to play 20-plus to get them into the playoffs, I thought was a bad bet. And we're essentially – one game in to the pivotal games, and LeBron James is now going to be out for two weeks. I don't see who the closer is on this team without LeBron James, and I don't see who is the veteran leader uh, that that gets them there and keeps the ball rolling. So I, I don't. I, I thought their prospects of making the the play in 
hinged on LeBron and AD staying healthy. And obviously that's not the case. And two weeks, that's two weeks and then we'll see. Um, two weeks is enough to, to essentially bury them and just put them too far behind too many teams that they'd have to leapfrog just to get into the play-in game. Rick, LeBron has played more than 60 games one of his five seasons in Los Angeles. That was actually, uh, believe it or not, the pandemic-ended season in the bubble. Um, yeah. I mean, that you look at – this is a guy who we were used to seeing play 70, 75, 82 games a season – and now yeah. he's averaging – and math is really hard for me, so I'm just going to ballpark it. But I think it's about 55 games per season. Is yeah. is there maybe concern in L.A., considering they just signed this dude to a contract extension, that his body might start to be breaking down here? Oh, <laughs> I, would, I would think so. I mean, I look, at, uh, I look at signing LeBron to the extension the same way I looked at signing Kobe to his – extension uh at at the end it wasn't with the idea that you were still going to be able to build around that uh that star but that you had somebody that was still going to be an attraction in la because that's very much still that that's always been an element Uh, they they have some of the highest price tickets they have uh as many entertainment options as any city in the country so you better have something that's going to attract people and 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 have star value in order to get people to come. And I would say that now that they're up against Los An- uh, against Steve Ballmer uh, in the marketplace, who's I don't know, he's probably richer than like 15 other uh, owners combined. Uh, that's uh, that's even a greater challenge. So I don't know that they looked at signing him to that extension. And, and really, what was their alternative? Because uh, uh, contrary to what a lot of fans seem to think across the country, at this point in LeBron's career, nobody's mm. giving up like a ton of assets to get him. Would they be interested in getting him? Yeah. But are they going to give you uh, – I mean, would you even get the, the package that uh, the Brooklyn Nets got for Kevin Durant? People I've talked to in the league are not, you know, like, no, we, we wouldn't give you, you know, multiple young players and four future first-round picks. Like, they just don't see that as, as uh, commensurate to what uh, LeBron is right now. If you, if you need one last piece, if you're going for it right now and you, you think you could, uh, he, he could get you over the hump, then, yeah, there's, there's, I, I think there's a couple teams that would consider that. But – Beyond that, it's it's not there. So they really didn't have a whole lot of choice in terms of what they were going to do, um, considering where they are in the marketplace and, and where they are in the arc of LeBron's career. Rick, great stuff. Uh, we'll have Keith, our producer, let you know at some point what uh, you know who won, who lost, and who's still <laughs> on the show when the dust settles on our uh, Darius Donovan and Evan Mobley fight about NBA titles for the Cavs. Please do. I would just suggest you guys try to get that done before the end of the season. I don't know if that's possible, but. <laughs> oh, it's going to be for the next, like, five years. <laughs> Great stuff, yeah, Rick. We appreciate it, right, man. <laughs> you got it. We thought for sure. I thought he was going to pick Mobley. I, I, listen, I had no idea which way he was going to go, but I thought he would have gone either Mobley or Mitchell. 
So to hear Darius Garland was the guy that he thinks has to be the best player on the Cavs for the Cavs to win a title, I just outside, and I don't even know that I consider Steph a quote unquote point guard. Outside of Steph, whose whose team or what team has won a, a NBA title in the last twenty years, and their best player was a point guard? Um, the Pistons. Chauncey, Chauncey probably. Oh, I don't know. But that's a good submission because you could say. You didn't have a, a better one. Well, no, because well, what I was saying is you could say Rip, you could say Rashid, you could say. Like, that was just truly a great team. You could say Ben Wallace. Um, Tri C. Tri C's finest. We claim him. I didn't go to Tri C, but I like to say we. Um, I don't think there's a shot in hell you ever win a title if, if Darius Garland's your best player. Because, like, to me, for a point guard. To be your best player on a championship team. I think they have to be far and away the best point guard in the NBA. Like what mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas was for the bad boy Pistons. Think so? Yeah, I think that's pretty much how you have. I think you have. I think everybody has to universally say that guy. That you have to be Oscar Robertson. Although when he won the title, it was with uh, Kareem. Like that's the level of point. Unless your point guard is a point forward. Like Magic or LeBron. Right. I, I, it's tough for me, and maybe this is because it's like Dame Lillard right now. Guys, Dame Lillard is every bit as good as Steph. He is. And Portland has had talent. I know they haven't had, you know, they had LaMarcus for a little bit, LaMarcus Aldridge. They had C.J. McCollum for a bit. Like, I know he doesn't have a clear number two that is on the level of Kevin Durant or even Clay Thompson, but, like, he's had a lot of talent. Where, What is it, one Western Conference Finals trip? For, for Portland? Have they even gone to the conference finals? Did off, they go once? Off the top of my head, I think they got once. But I could yeah. be wrong on that, by the way. So, like, I think they got one. It's just really, it's so rare that a point guard, and albeit Darius is considered an undersized point guard, or at the very least an average-sized point guard. It's very rare that a, a point guard is your best player on a team, plus he's a little bit undersized. Like, I'm kind of blown away that he said Darius Garland. And we had that poll up. Uh, 3.6% of people said Darius Garland. The other 90... 3.6. The other uh, 90 plus percent, because I couldn't do the math that quick, say either Donovan or Evan. And I, 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 I think what's interesting is there is a part of me that thinks the Cavs are just playing with house money this year. Yeah. Because if they go into the first round, and like I mentioned the other day, give me a top six seed, which they should be safely able to do with 18 games left to go. But give me a top six seed. They're the four seed right now in the East. Give me a top six seed and just be competitive in the first round. Even so, let's say they they get the fourth seed and get swept in the first round. Can we really bitch about that? It's a team that was a play-in team. Play-in team, which means they weren't a playoff team. And completely bleeped the bed in the second half of last year. There were reasons why that happened. But like, can we re- be really mad if all that happens is the Cavs' young core gets four games of playoff experience? And going all the way up to, I still think this team has a chance to at least not just get to the second round, but at least make it competitive. So, like... As long as they make the playoffs and make a top six seed, they're playing with house money. Because then, because here's what's going to happen. Whatever they do this year informs our our expectations going forward. 
But there's just there's no situation in Cavs' recent history that is applicable to you drafted and developed your well, okay, you drafted and developed your two uh, best young players. You made the perfect trade for Jared Allen, and then you just made a huge swing for a superstar player. Like you have to go back to the Cavs having Brad Doherty, Ron Harper, Mark Price, and then trading for Larry Nance at the last thing that might be kind of applicable for this. So because of that, we still know what to expect. Yeah, I think that's fair. This is the first, you know, full year these guys, not even really full year these guys playing together. And they're a good, they're a really good team. Mm-hmm. We just don't know how they're going to fare in the playoffs because they don't really have experience of playing together in the postseason. And I also think that part of the, I don't want to say beauty, but part of the, kind of getting back to the idea of we're playing with house money with the Cavs, yep. is in the NBA, until a team has done something, especially if they're a small market team, analysts aren't going to back you. Like, right, like if the Cavs lose, nobody in the first round, let's say they get the fourth seed, they play the Heat with the, the fifth seed, and they lose. No one's going to say, ah, what a disappointment. Because nobody's going to go to bat for the Cavs. No national NBA analyst is going to say the Cavs should not just win a series, but maybe make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Everyone is saying it's it's Celtics or it's Bucks. Now, next year, the the circumstances change. Like, if, if we remember back uh, Jason Tatum's rookie year, I believe that's the year they traded for Kyrie, and I believe that's the year they were in the Eastern Conference Finals in part because of Kyrie. And then they lost to the Cavs. That was really fun. but That was so much fun. But like the next year, that first year, it was Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum. This kind of harkens back to our conversation on Evan Mobley. And then the second year, they topped out again, I believe, in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the conversation was, well, Evan Mobley doesn't, or sorry, <laughs> Freudian. Jason Tatum doesn't have the dog in him, and he can't make the big shot. Five years later, nobody's saying that about Jason Tatum. Oh, by the way, the Celtics have yet to win an NBA title with these guys. But they're still getting the love. Well, I, I think the greater point is, like, that was just me taking a shot at you over the Evan Mobley thing. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, just a harken back so to what's yesterday. The, what's the final poll there? What's the poll looking at? Oh, we're, we're deadlocked. 48.3% 48. for Donovan. 40, oh, it's 48.1. It just changed. Now it's 47.9 mm-hmm. for Donovan. You've got a 0.6% chance lead. Steve. Uh, how many votes? Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, doing well, buddy. About 1,000. So just real quick, I think in the end, um, Darius Garland's going to be better than Mitchell. I don't know if he's going to be better than, than Mobley, but um, Nick, you brought up the point that the last 20 years that um, the point guard being the best player, I think we forgot that the end of the Spurs run, Tony Parker was the best player, and I'd like to on that team. Well, I think that was Kawhi, right? Um, you could make that argument, but you know, it wasn't Duncan, right? I guess is the point. And I think if you turn it around, you know, almost half of all the championships in the last 20 years were won with the best point guard on the team, seeing as how, you know, Curry had five of them. And, um, you know, we're talking about the Pistons. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks guys. All right, buddy. Um, so the funny thing is there is something I agree with Rick on. I'd rather my best player, their their superpower, be the ability to uh, involve all their teammates offensively, than my my the my best player's superpower is they're an elite scorer. Now 
one A, one B, one of them's got to be able to score like hell and the other's got to facilitate. But I would rather the LeBron James makes Kyrie better thing than you have a score first guy as your best player because there's always going to be fit issues. And this is my concern if Donovan is the best player on the Cavs for a championship team is. When your best player is a score first player, there's always going to be fit issues behind. Like everybody, everybody romanticizes Michael in, in Chicago. People forget there were times where Michael just became a ball hog and Phil Jackson literally benched the dude a couple times, not in the playoffs. Well, actually, no, once at least in the playoffs because he just wasn't running the offense. I didn't remember that, by the way. It's actually in all of Phil Jackson's 17 uh, books that he's written. Have you read, <laughs> have you read any of them? Yeah, I've, I, 11 Rings is really, really good. Chop wood, carry water. That's one of his expressions there. Would you, real quick, would you rather the best player in the Cavs? This isn't about the guys they currently have. Would you rather building a championship team, your best player be a great scorer or a great facilitator? Uh, I would rather my best player be a great scorer. Well, now we disagree again. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.